0: I'm going to help you remove that voice in under 30 days guaranteed. Not only remove it, but transform it. So instead of the voice that sabotages you, there's one that propels you to much higher levels of performance and success. There's a link in the show notes. Click on it to find out more. All right, let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the No Limit Selling Podcast, where we talk to industry leaders about you know what's happening in the real estate biz, uh, how can we thrive in it, how is it changing, and today we have Aaron Bates with us. He's from Long Island. Uh, Aaron, welcome to the program.
1: Thank you for having me. So right now you guys
0: are in transition. You're going from like a brick and mortar traditional brokerage to going on the cloud and also incorporating, you know, brick and mortar, but, uh, it's more to kind of a suspect be of service to your clients. So tell me what made you decide to do the switch and where do you think, uh, the industry is heading real estate in general?
1: Yeah. So I, uh, we decided to go with a cloud-based company, real broker, um, it's it's very tech centric very um heavy on their culture there's a lot of collaboration a lot of coaching a lot of everything and um one of the things that it's kind of happened since the pandemic is a lot of people are working from home so i think that has kind of changed the traditional real estate model um although um, myself and my partner rebecca and our other partner gil we decided that we wanted the brick and mortar even though we're cloud based. so um we kind of have the hybrid office of of that.
0: You know, what's kind of interesting is, you know, electric vehicles are all the rage. Uh, and uh, when you actually look at the math of it, uh, the most effective strategy is the hybrid strategy. Because it takes such a long time to basically pay off uh, all electric vehicle. But if you get a hybrid, you get the benefit of both. Which is like all the city driving is done by battery and all those... Uh, uh, basic things that eat up a lot of fuel get taken care of the battery and the gas takes care of the rest and so i think having a hybrid uh real estate office makes uh, makes perfect sense
1: yeah yeah you know a lot of people i mean if you're really active in real estate you're on the road most of the time so your office is mobile you know you can do real estate from the beach you could do it from your house you could do it from an office you're doing it in somebody else's home right there you go um A lot of our meetings are at the client's home or showing a home or maybe grabbing a beer, grabbing a coffee, you know, sitting out for lunch. And so actually needing an office, you don't actually need one. It's just for some people, they just work better in that environment, which is something that we lost during the pandemic. And we realized that's something we really needed. So although we are cloud-based, we do have a brick and mortar spot that we're currently building out here on Long Island and looking to grow real broker. Nice. So you've got uh, three
0: partners and uh, how many agents and admin staff?
1: Um, In total, we're probably just over 30 to between 30 and 40 currently Um, probably going to grow pretty rapidly. Uh, We have, we have other partners that are in other areas of, of New York. So Staten Island, Brooklyn, Queens and Westchester County. So, we're growing we're growing fast, and I think it's going to continue that way.
0: So, where do you think the industry's going? Uh, just real estate in general?
1: Just the market or
0: the I way I think just the business of is?
1: real estate, because it
0: looks like it's in flux. There's uh, probably more non traditional people coming into the market. Uh, consumer expectations are changing, the data they have at their fingertips. So, uh, I'll give you a good example. I was. Uh, talking to uh, a broker. And I was saying, hey, there's a really good agent in Toronto. We had a great interview with him. He says, oh, what's his name? And he goes on his phone and he sees all his transactions for the last three years. No, oh, this guy looks like he's stalled. Like, just that information at our fingertips is so available to consumers, to professionals. So is this going to change our industry? If so, how?
1: Yeah, I think that, um, you know, I've been doing this just shy of 12 years. And I think just in, the, in a 10 year span or even a five year span, uh, the way you do real estate has changed a lot. Um, the way information is out there. I mean, you have the Zillow's, truly is the Realtors of the world, Realtor.com of the world that, you know, you could be sitting in your bed and, and looking at real estate, you know, and everybody's interested in it. Whether you own a home or you're going to own a home, everybody's interested. And so information is there, but... It's not just about, and a lot of that information isn't always correct. So I, Interesting. I, I, I uh, no matter how tech centric we are and how technology you've held up your phone changes a lot of what we do day to day. I think the, the real estate agent, the actual person, it means more now than ever. Um, and I don't think that's something that goes away. I mean, I think that just a transaction um, from from start to finish, from from first consultation to closing on your home, whether you're a seller or buyer, there's a lot that goes in between, and you need you can't you can't do that with a robot. You need a you need a person. You need somebody to to kind of go back to. What's
0: kind of interesting is I was talking to uh, this woman Tina. She's a realtor. And in the Niagara Falls area in Canada, uh, one of our clients wanted to buy a house uh, with $350,000. And the average price is $450,000. Like, uh, that's what they're selling for. And so she goes, huh, maybe it can help you do that. So she looked for listings with you know, the 120-day-plus listings that haven't sold or have just come off the market and gone to those people saying, I know you didn't sell your home, but uh, I've got to buy it right now for three fifty, And she found him a deal. And so that's something a real-life person with passion and dedication, just hunting and calling in an afternoon, found a solution for this buyer, which was uh, pretty amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think the people aspect of it is huge. I think relationships are more important. And um, I think that, you know, I could get off the phone with you and someone could – I mean, get off this conversation and all of a sudden someone contacts me and they're looking for something, I might actually have the person for them, you know, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be a home. It could be a, a, a service, a vendor or something. Maybe they need a plumber and they need an electrician. We have all those tools in our box.
0: Yeah, it's very nice. And collecting those and letting people know, uh, you can become a trusted source in a community, uh, which, you know, just helps you grow your business, but also help a ton of people. Right. So you've got a bunch of agents and uh, so what I'd like to do is to uh, what are this going to be heavy lifting for you Aaron so get ready I'll keep track uh, <laughs> what are seven keys to uh, helping agents become more effective
1: um I think training's important so obviously that that's loaded right there but um, we have over thirty thousand licenses on Long Island alone Wow so and one percent of those agents do pretty much all the business wow so and there could be a numerous reasons for that it's you know a lot of people get their license thinking that they could a a house is just gonna they're just gonna sell houses it doesn't work that way it's just not meant it's not meant to be that way it's why uh everyone thinks that we get paid overpaid but Really, there's a lot that goes in, in into it. So, I mean, training is so so key, and and a lot of agents get into this business and don't get properly trained.
0: So, ongoing. Uh, so, the basic core training, but also ongoing training.
1: Ongoing training. I I think every single day I'm learning something. I've been doing this for a couple of days, <laughs> and it's I'm still always always learning. I've I was in a, a Zoom call this morning. I was on two yesterday. And just collaborating with other agents or learning or sitting in a, in a educational platform. Nice. You know, I, go, I go to two conferences a year at minimum, um, networking and meeting and learning.
0: That's you know? one so of the hallmarks of people that are great at what they do is ongoing education. Wait a minute, but you're at the top of your field and it's like, yeah, if I want to stay here and be better, I need to get more training and more nuances. So number one training, what's number two?
1: Two... To stay in the business or
0: to, you know, make agents successful. You're a team leader and you deal with a lot of agents. So what's number two? So one is training, ongoing training. What's number two? Prospecting. Prospecting. I think
1: constantly, I mean, you can't go on vacation after you put something under conjure after, after you make, have a closing. Just Yeah. It's, it's not going to keep you keep you going and stuff. So you have to constantly be prospecting. It's not going to come to you. Eventually it will. You know, it, it, more and more you do it and you create the relationship. So we run a relationship business. And so we don't have to prospect as much. But with a shifting market like this, we're definitely, you know, rolling our sleeves up again and making more, more phone calls and contacts than we have in the last two or three years. So um, that's probably definitely a strong, strong thing.
0: So I'll tell you a joke, uh, which you may find funny or not. Do you know how to make a salesperson shut up? Give them a telephone. Um, uh,
1: yeah. Because
0: <laughs> people are afraid of the phone sometimes. Yeah. So I love that. Number one, training. Number two, prospecting. What's number three?
1: Um, I think they're all going to like kind of flow into each other. But I think relationships. I think relationships yeah. are key. To, key to success to begin with. Um, you have to be a trusted advisor. If you're not, then if you're a sleazy salesman, you're not going to last in this business, and people are going to see right through you. Um, we we from from day one decided that we wanted we didn't want a transactional business. We wanted a relationship business. Hence, so we have a we have our yearly um, annually client appreciation night. We decided to change the name of it this year actually to friends and family because that's kind of how we feel when we're working with people.
0: Nice. You might have
1: started as a client, but you end up uh, as a friend or part of the family and stuff. So.
0: And if you do real estate right, uh, you're helping mom and dad with two, three transactions. And then the kids come up, they stay in the same community, they become clients too. So that relationship is key. And also learning how to build relationships because it's not something like most people can do that uh, well. But there's some people that really make people feel valued in those relationships. And that's a skill like any other. You just need to get better and better at it. So number I'm oh, sorry, you were saying?
1: No, I was just saying 100% we're, you know, we work with families. You know, Love so that. it, it doesn't it starts with one and then we're on the we're the family realtor now.
0: Love that. Number 4. So we got training,
1: prospecting, uh building relationships. What's number 4? Number 4, new agent coming on, consistency. Stay consistent um, and that's so again, it's very broad, but consistency is meaning like, you know, whether it comes to social media, uh, you have to consistently be posting, consistently getting the name out there, uh, consistently um, making your calls, consistently getting in front of people. You know, continue to do the 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 things that make you successful. And you might not know what success is at first, but that's why you join a team, or that's why you speak to somebody that's been doing it for a while and doing it well, not doing it and just kind of getting yeah, by on a couple houses a year.
0: And I think that's where the relationship with uh, the team leader and the other mentors in the organization really help, that they can tweak you in what you're doing. And people that are masters of their craft, whether it's basketball, baseball, what have you, they know how to do the basics. But what do they practice? The basics all the time. So it's just done consistently and at the highest level. So number five, what would go beyond training, Um, prospecting, relationships,
1: consistency? Know your numbers. Yeah. You got to know your numbers. Like You got to know how many contacts does it take to get to a a client or a customer? Um, How many contacts does it take or how many houses does it take to get to a first accepted offer or to a contract?
0: And just to add to that, because I think that's uh, spot on is, so let's say whatever that number is in terms of uh, prospecting to listing, Mm -hmm. whatever that math works out to, as soon as you figure that out, let's say it's uh, 40 to one, right? then it's like, okay, Aaron, how do I get down to 38 to one? What do I need to do differently? And you start working at it and you start getting that math done better and better. So I'm going to add the next one to it. Uh, number six, I'll throw in just to so you don't get
1: sweat too much
0: process. Yeah, you really
1: put me on the spot on this. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm-, I'm really uh, oh,
0: impressed you. Uh, but I think number six flows in is process. You have to have a process in whatever you're doing. Because mm-hmm. when uh, I've got certain metrics that I'm doing and I've got a process, then I can go to Aaron and say, okay, these are the steps I'm doing. These are the numbers I'm getting. They're pretty decent. Then you can say, oh, try moving this step to that step or add this step in and see how that impacts the numbers. And I think that ongoing look at what you're doing, but if you're winging it all the time, you're doing a, a different processes each time, you can improve. So it's basically locking those two things down and and getting a mentor to really help you sort things out.
1: Right. No, and that actually would probably bring me to number seven then would be systems process and systems although they are similar in sense but how are they they different are, how would you articulate you know, the difference um, well systems is really like you you have to you know th- there's gonna be a point in time where you if you continue to stick with the business and stay continually be successful at some point you're gonna probably get overwhelmed or you're gonna have too much business and you never want to have too much business because you want to keep on elevating yourself, right? The
0: quality of the work has to maintain. Yeah.
1: Right. So whether you're unit driven, money driven, you want to help X amount of people driven, however it is, at some point you're going to plateau. And if you don't put systems in place, you're not going to be able to, to keep on growing. And that's something that we've been working on and constantly evolving all the time. And that could be, you know, adding an admin or adding this structure to your, to your business or this is how we're going to do it. Here's the blueprint of that. Uh, and, and I've been telling you, even last, between the last three to five years, we're constantly changing it. I don't know if there's ever a way to perfect it because we're evolving as everybody else is evolving. The consumer wants more than they've ever wanted before because everything is at their fingertips. And you had mentioned that before. And I, and I think you even said this line, and I say this all the time, do the heavy lifting up front. Yeah. That would be the best advice I'd give a, a, a agent that's just starting off because if I knew that then, I'd be so much better now.
0: Absolutely. So we're going to make that number seven. Processes and systems I'm going to combine, although they're different. Uh, do the heavy lifting uh, up front. And I'm going to add a number eight, and then I'm going to challenge you to a number nine. Uh, I think really getting a mentor in this, in any industry, like a lot of times uh, for police officers, they call it having a rabbi. Like if you're like a detective, you've got a captain somewhere that's basically helping guide you to figure things out. So I think getting someone that's smarter than you, helping you figure out how to be better is critically important.
1: 100%, that's why I say that maybe joining the team might be your best bet. Surrounding yourself around people that have already done what you wanna do.
0: Yeah, brilliant. So if you were starting out from scratch, You're a seasoned business guy. You're coming into the real estate business in this market right now. Where would you go? Like, would you join a team? Would you online brokerage? What would be the activities you'd be doing in the first couple of months?
1: Um, I would join a a team. A team that has training. Maybe I could get leads from them. I would not. I I hate when people go places and and only expect to get leads and and be handed something because the person that needs to be handed something or is expecting to be handed something is the person that's not going to probably succeed. Yeah. Everybody needs to push. Everybody needs to start, right? But to expect that, and that's the reason why you went to a certain place, you're probably not gonna succeed. Because it comes it comes from you at the end of the day. If you don't have the drive then you're not going to, there's, there's, there's a reason why they say it's 87% of real estate agents fail in the first five years. And I'm shocked that it's five years, that it's not sooner. Yeah. And, and, and it could yeah. be only because they keep their license for five years, but they're really just not doing much business.
0: Absolutely. And uh, it's just really doing those challenging things and just, uh, I think sometimes breaking it down to processes and the science it can take the fear away. Like the whole thing can be scary, but if you break anything down, it's just really, really simple steps to get there. And most people can master any one of them. It's, it's that last thing, that mindset piece, which is so critical. How you see things and how you proceed. Because sometimes you get people that are young and dumb come into an industry and they're like, what have you tell them they're going to do? And it's like, oh, it's going to work out. And it does. And uh, sometimes once they're in the industry for a while, then it's like, oh my God, this shouldn't be possible. Uh people don't wanna hear from me and they talk themselves out of it and so keeping that positive mindset is like critical.
1: Oh yeah. And it's very it's very tough to get caught up in it too, because like you could have a, a deal that you've been working on or working with a customer for months upon months or even years and all of a sudden it falls apart. And you all you wanna do is just cover yourself up and, you know, not get out of bed. But if you do that then you're not gonna to get to the next one and stuff, so it's a constant battle
0: the podcast i just did before this it was about 30 minutes ago let me uh, see if i can yanni he's in uh manhattan no actually he's just outside dc and for him he was talking about a deal that they were working on that fell apart and then him and the agent looked at you know what went wrong what could we do differently and they went back to the uh uh homeowner and developed a different formula closed the deal the the buyer was happy, homeowner was happy. And it was just having that resilient mindset. How do we figure this thing out? What went wrong? What do we need to do differently? And that comes from mindset because if you've got a defeatist mindset, then you're going to give up too soon.
1: Right, 100%. I, I, go, I go into everything thinking that there's an opportunity or a problem to solve. And that's not just in my business, that's in life. I always think that there's a solution to every problem if there really is even a problem. Yeah. So define a problem. I don't really know, but like to one person, it's a problem. The other person, it's not at all. Like there is a solution to it. We can figure this out. Absolutely.
0: So last three questions, uh, question one, what brings you joy in your work?
1: Uh, helping people out. Like that's all we do. Nice. It's not just about buying and selling houses. Like these, you know, we, we just went, um, went back to one of our clients house, um, who was actually referral of past clients that have constantly referred us business for the last five to six years. And, you know, it was their first home and the last 30 days of that getting from in that contract, the process, the last 30 days was so up and down and they kept a a good head the whole time. And and through the process, I was like, you know, I know this stinks, but we're going to get through, we're going to get through it. And we're going to get through it. And, um, They were so cool about it last night, like when we were at the house because they they understood the end result. Nice. And that's what it is. And, and, you know, you're helping people out that have either been in, you have death, divorce. You know, you have people that are helping that have lived in a home for 45 years and now they're downsizing. And then you have people that are trying to figure out, well, we just had our second baby and now we have to upsize. Like there's so many solutions that you're coming up with these, coming up or helping people. And I, I, I truly believe that's, that's what we're doing. We're servicing people.
0: Oh, huh, love that. What's a mind hack you'd like to share with everyone? Something that uh, allows you to be more effective, more productive?
1: Um, mind hacked. I, I, mean, I have a mentality of just do it. Like, stop, like, <laughs> you know, get out of your own way. And that's oftentimes what happens is, is people just get in your own way. You're, I, I'm my, my own worst critic, and I'm pretty sure that's pretty much everybody. That's quite common, yeah. Really, uh, mind hacked? I don't know. I, I have a pretty positive mindset. So for you the just most do it. Parts, well, but... you kind of said it. Just
0: freaking do it. Yeah, totally. And I think the art, the act of doing it, creates the opportunity to accomplish it. Right. And it's the inertia is the hardest thing to, to overcome. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. Aaron, thanks so much for being on the program. Really appreciated the conversation. And thanks for digging deep and kind of going down that list. And uh, I enjoyed our conversation
1: yeah, thank you. You really put me on the spot on that one. I, I'm shocked. I wish I had notes right here. I, and now I know what my seven my seven are gonna be for the for a new agent. Send
0: me the recording, Umar. we will send you the recording. <laughs> Looking forward to our next conversation. Thanks so much.
1: Thank you. have a great day.
0: If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five star rating.